Welcome to The Jared Gold Show, where you'll learn the most groundbreaking perspectives, philosophies, and tools you can use to change your life. From the world's wealthiest people to the most prominent spiritual teachers, from the highly logical to the wildly esoteric, you can expect to receive the best curation of wisdom that exists, all explained in the depth and clarity that leaves you ready to take action. And now, here's our host, Jared Gold. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me for another episode here. I wanted to have a few episodes where I experiment with a different format to where I uh, interview someone anonymously and just kind of serve as this like armchair therapist. I feel like a lot of people come to me and just like want to reflect and feel heard. And so I'm just going to like lean into that and play with that a little bit. So I posted this offer and and shared it with a few people and or shared it with uh you know some different channels and a few people uh replied and wanted to be a guest on the show to yeah just kind of share what they're going through etc and uh hopefully it is enjoyable for the interviewees as well as for people listening who can maybe relate to specific challenges so uh that's the point of this uh these next few episodes here and so, yeah, thank you so much for being the first guest yep. on this on this format and wanted to, yeah, just wanted to hear what feels most alive for you, uh, where you want to feel heard or discussed. So my understanding when we briefly spoke and, and for context for listeners, we are, you know, I would say like acquaintances, but I don't know any, I, I have no prior knowledge of any of the details of what you're going to share. Uh, but you mentioned that you felt a ton of obstacles, especially this past year and starting your fitness coaching business, but you are now on the up and up. You closed your first official client yesterday. So congratulations. So, uh, yeah, why don't you just, you know, thanks so much for joining us and, um, uh, yeah, where would you like to start in terms of sharing what is alive for you regarding like what you're experiencing? Yeah. Um, thank you for having me. Um, I would say, you know, the biggest forefront um, for me is like starting my own business, um, which has been really a huge thing for me over the last couple of years of something I've desired to do. Um, it's just been like, you know, challenging because you experienced all kinds of we had COVID and all kinds of craziness. And I took that time to educate myself. And now it's like, um, you know, uh, stepping out of my comfort zone to actually make that happen. And this year has been immensely challenging and like getting that started with all the obstacles that I've had to face. Um, I did um, officially get my first client yesterday, which is like the very bright light at the end of the tunnel, um, which I, is a huge boost for me at this moment. Um, because like I said, this year has been huge obstacles. Um, I've lost my best friend and my cat my baby um i had him for 10 years so that loss has been really challenging um also heartbreak um you know and then the truth coming out about all the time that i spent wasted on that and learning to forgive myself and i think that's something that i'm still working on every day is like 
forgiving myself for not pouring into me more. Um, but the thing that has been consistent is I, I've kept going with what I want to do, regardless of all the obstacles I've had to face. And I haven't given up and I won't give up. And I've got kind of a sign from the universe that's like, you're on the right path and you're doing good. So like, keep going. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And, you know, of course, sorry to uh, hear about your loss there. And where would you like to start in terms of, like, what would be most valuable for you to talk out regarding any of the things? And of course, huge congratulations on this uh, client as of yesterday, Thank you. uh, which is a great sign indeed. I'm here for that. So where would you like to start in terms of like sharing, uh, yeah, maybe just like big blocks or obstacles from this um, past year, perhaps. The biggest obstacle I would say is like like for, forgiving myself for decisions that I've made. Um, again, for the person that I was dating, we never even like made it official and like I was literally holding on so tight to that um that when I like finally released that that grasp that I had on it it was like the rug was ripped out from underneath me and reality hit me and just like all that person's dishonesty and the truth of like different things that they had done throughout the time we were dating and then to be like, uh, to be replaced, like he replaced me with another woman. And it just like, it just was really, it just really has been so hard to forgive myself and keep moving forward because like up until yesterday, it felt like I just poured all of this love and light into this person and now I'm depleted of it and working on really forgiving myself. I think I'm tired of being angry at this point, you know? Um, so, um, just forgiving myself for betraying myself, for not standing up for what I deserve, for not speaking up for my needs and my, my feelings. Mm, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I, I definitely relate to that as well. And I think, I think probably a lot of others, listeners uh other people that will listen to this uh can relate to that as well so if i if i hear you correctly it's is it less anger at that person and it's more so anger at yourself yeah it's like the craziest thing has happened on my growth journey it's been happening over for like the last three years and um I've gotten a deeper understanding of myself and in a sense it's helped me understand other people. So I understand kind of like, I, I don't know. I don't really forgive him in a sense. Like I'm just like, I understand or it is what it is. You are who you are. You've proven that to me and I didn't want to see it. So yeah, I think I, I would definitely say a lot of it's, anger at me because again like I just feel like I should be so much further in my business like I, sh I shouldn't 
quote unquote, have my first client just now in December when I've hired a business coach back in April. So I'm like (laughs) spending all this money on hiring a business coach to make my business happen. And I was doing it, but I wasn't pouring as much into it as I wanted to, or I felt like I should have to be further along. Hmm. Yeah. Are you open to a reflection? Sure. I hate the word should. I know. We all it's do the it. Worst. We, we all do. It's the worst word in the whole world. Uh, why? So if you're open to a question, like, why do you feel that you should be further along in your business now? Because. Like, where should you be? I don't know. I feel like. I feel like I should should have started it, you know, pretty much. I should have like gotten the ball rolling when I hired my coach. But I guess that it's just it's been one of those years where it's like been one one hit after the other. And this heartbreak was just like kind of the, the icing on the cake. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Could it could it also be like, yeah, icing on the cake. Uh, or could it also be like a catalyst, like where now you're like, like, do you feel like you've gained extra clarity between April and now in terms of your desires around what you want with it and your ideal clients and and your vision for it, et cetera? Like, do you feel that maybe that sort of in between time might really have served you? Like, is that a possibility? Um, I definitely think it has. And it's like, I know that it has, there's been a lot of lessons throughout this year. And it's been, it's been like, uh, almost a contradiction, like I said, of emotions, you know, because like, very sad, but at the same time, I know that things are going to get better. And I have that hope and I hold on to that. So I don't know. I feel like it. When did the, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Keep going. Uh, just for context, when did the breakup happen? Um, so, (laughs) um, so it was, we dated for eight months exclusively. Um, and I kind of, he was treating me very differently. So I realized around the March, April timeframe that things were just not really right. And, um, I finally like sat down and had a conversation with him. And at the time, I didn't really realize that that this kind of continued to happen. But this person also very much invalidated like my my feelings about a lot of the stuff that happened between us. And it was just like any time that I went to like cancel it or stop it, it was just like somehow it got twisted around and it was just like brushed under the rug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so so when did it like officially officially end okay so um like if you if you had to put a date on it um i officially like cut him off like blocked him and stopped talking to him at the beginning of this month at beginning of no the beginning of november okay and when did you officially close the deal with this new client uh yesterday hmm does that timing seem interesting to you that pretty shortly after you officially cut him off that 
this first client, which is like a colossal milestone, uh, like you achieved it? Is I don't know. Is that timing interesting to you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> very much so. It's I know he was dead too. weight. I know. I mean, like, I don't mean to make that sound like I know staying with him. I see it all clearly now, but it doesn't make it hurt any less. And I think that's where I've been struggling. So it's like, I yeah. get that there's lessons and I'm super thankful for it all. And, you know, I don't think I really put two and two together with the whole client thing and like having ended it almost a month to the, you know, to the date. Mm. Um, but yeah. yeah, it just, I think I'm working. I don't think I've fully forgiven myself and I'm excited. I feel like, I, you know, this new client is like kind of the boost and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going in the right direction. Like I'm doing this right, even if it's not perfect. Yeah. Uh, what would it, hypothetically, like what would it take for you to forgive yourself? I have no idea. I'm... <laughs> I have no idea. I'm working on it. Mm. I think it's just going to be a day-to-day thing. Yeah. Do you, if you could hypothetically snap your fingers and never have dated this person, and that means also not knowing what you know about, like, all the, you know, experiences you had and insight that came from it, like, would you actually snap your fingers and undo it? No, because I needed it. As much as it hurts, I think it was like, you know how, I don't know if you've heard them saying, like, or people say, like, a, a lesson is going to repeat until you learn it. And it, it may show up in different forms, but it's going to be that same lesson. It's going to keep coming around until you learn it. And, and I feel like this is kind of like a, a ride that I've been going around on and I feel like he is he, this one hurt just enough for me to get it like I finally get it like that I deserve way more than he was ever capable of and that's not you know that's not I don't I don't know still even now I have a hard time like trying to say anything negative about him I don't it's the weirdest thing um, mm. but I needed all of it to learn, so I wouldn't change it as much as it hurts. That's an awesome reflection. So thank you for sharing that. And I relate to that. And I, and I believe that same thing, like the way I phrase it is, uh, if you, if you brush something under the rug, like the universe just keeps turning up the heat until you are like on fire and you're like, okay, I get it. Like, stop. I've had enough. <laughs> I'm calling it. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds like, yeah, that was the case uh, with this. And this was like the the final straw in terms of whatever this lesson is. Like, what would you say if you had to distill down the main lesson or learning of this from this past dating experience? What would you say that was for you? Um boundaries and stick up for myself and my needs and be able to speak up for that and if a person is in my life and is not gonna create a space of comfort 
for that emotion than that you don't belong in my life, period. Um, and, you know, to not pour so much of myself into somebody, especially if they're not pouring that into me back. Um, because I do have dreams and I am trying to create a beautiful, amazing, adventurous life for myself. And like the person I want to be with is going to, or I end up with is going to want to experience all of that alongside me. And I won't have to question that. So I don't know. I think it's woken me up to just loving myself more and pouring more into who I am and what I dream of and not being so quick to try and save everybody else I guess (laughs) do you have a little bit of a a savior complex um I think it's just I don't even know I know it's a trauma thing (laughs) because um I've always been it's a big people pleasing thing and trying to save everybody from feeling any kind of pain because I know what it's like to experience pain so I'm like okay I can save everybody from feeling any kind of pain but that's not that's not my job because it doesn't work like that we're all going to experience pain yeah uh that was a great list of lessons from this uh past dating experience and like I relate to it and I think a lot of other people relate to it of like the savior complex, especially when it's like dating wise. We we love we love a a project. Yeah. We love a I get- Oh, let me just come in and like I, I believe in this person. I see I see greatness or this could be awesome. Mm-hmm. Let me just like And he had been let me so just keep- hurt and I was just like, Let me love you the right way. Let me show you what love really is. <laughs> Yeah, don't we love a a good, adorable, sad puppy? Oh my god! <laughs> in one way or in one way or another, okay. uh, yeah. So so I hear you, and uh, yeah, I guess one follow up question would be: Do you think there was a core belief that you had in terms of maybe that's why this person? showed up in your life for this lesson initially like is there a a certain belief you held on to or something that you have since uh shifted um i don't you know i think it's just kind of working with healing that relationship with myself and loving myself more and respecting myself because it's like uh, I can be everything to everybody else but at the end of the day I'm the person that I have to sit with at night and listen to those thoughts and um, I don't I, I never felt like it, I was choosing these people because I didn't deserve a better love I think I've come to realize it's also just patterns that we grow up kind of emulating from what we've seen growing up and so now it's just about breaking those those trauma that bonds or tra- you know those traumatic events and learning how to shift it and learning how to understand that my voice does deserve to be heard hmm does 
does dating this per or did dating this person remind you of another person in the past or an event in the past? Um, yeah, for sure. I feel like I've kind of, in a way, attracted a lot of emotionally unavailable people in my life. And I also realized, I don't know, it was like I kind of realized at the beginning when I, because, you know, when everything's ending, you replay all of it. And I realized in so many ways that I was also emotionally unavailable because I had just gotten out of a really bad relationship not too long um, before him and I got started dating. And, uh, I didn't even want to take pictures of him and I, because I was like, well, if it ends, I don't want to have all these pictures of him and I that I have to look back on. And so like little things like that just make me realize and in so many ways that I wasn't available for it. So it's kind of no wonder I had such a challenge, like speaking up for myself. And it's always been a thing like that. I've always had a hard time speaking up for myself. That's a that's a really interesting reflection at that that final part there where it was like uh you know you didn't want to take pictures it, it might end whatever. So I guess like I can't help but see like as a uh, objective third party here like were you it sounds like you also weren't as maybe into it or available or whatever. And so maybe he was like mirroring and amplifying that even further. Like, does that, does that resonate? Um, I'm just curious because yeah. I thought that was an interesting thing. No, definitely. Definitely. I would say so too, because um, there was a point in the beginning where he tried to invite me to a family event and I was just like, nope, <laughs> negative. <laughs> and um, the moment I'm going to fast forward to like the ending of it all. And like, he posted a bunch of pictures of him and this girl that I guess he's dating now. And um, I saw her with him at a family event. And it's just like, okay, so it's, I take a moment back and I'm like, I wonder how different I would have been if I would have said yes, like to going to that event or took more pictures of him and I, or, you know, but I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say whether that would have changed anything. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, deep down, like, do you, like, deep down, do you really think you were meant to be with this person in general? I did think so, but not anymore. Mm. Yeah. Because... I don't know, these are... I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I feel like the person that I'm going to be with is going to care about hurting me. And although mm. he played it off as, like, never the intent to hurt me, it's like, he would point out how I never spoke up for myself, but it was always me who had to finally bring up the conversation when there was major discomfort between us. Like, so any major conversation, I was the one who brought it up after I was anxiety-ridden and couldn't take anymore and was about to blow. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then to go back to what you said at the start of this subject you were saying about how he like he didn't validate any of your feelings yeah. and uh and instead like twisted it around into a certain narrative and and maybe even it sounded like tricking you into believing like maybe 
believing you're a little crazy or something or, or whatever. Like, what do you mean that didn't that didn't happen? Yeah, right? like, he wouldn't like really that. twist it in that manner. It was just more like, you know, it's not that reality. Just because that's what you feel doesn't mean that's what is. Mm. Well, we all there. <laughs> I'm in the camp that there is no like absolute reality. Like we all there. Each person has their own separate reality. And we're just like kind of trying to recon reconcile them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So your reality is like can't be can't be argued with. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. And it was like he gave me this space to be comfortable. And it allowed me mm. to take my walls down like so far down and it, i think like i think that's the thing that gets me the most upset is i would have never done it if i realized he wasn't going to like not take away knowing the lesson take away all that you know if you would have told me he was just never like ever it was never gonna ever ever happen i would have stopped it and we would still be friends because this like, this person and i were friends before you're saying that if he if you knew ahead of time that he would have never committed, you would have stopped it? Yeah. So that I would still have my friend. You, We were friends. We had, we, I wouldn't say friends, friends. We were like, you know, acquaintances. We had, I had photographed him when I was in college for a portfolio that I was doing. And, um, uh, we just kind of like kept in touch and would like talk to each other through socials about heartbreak and life and blah, 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 blah. And then, so when I finally moved back in with my family, in the same area he's in, that's how we got uh, connected a lot more and started hanging out. And then all of a sudden we were dating. Mm. If you don't mind me asking, like, what was the, was there like a specific turning point where, and then we'll move on from the relationship stuff, but was there a specific turning point where like you stopped feeling supportive, uh, supported and things like went an entirely different direction? Um, yeah, it was after we had decided, so we had decided, like I said, March, April to like, we were no longer exclusively dating. And then my stupid self should have just like stopped it right there. And like, I, I just didn't understand. I was like telling my friends, I'm like, everything is so perfect between us. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why we're not together maybe a little bit further down the road. So it was like, I held on to this hope. And then I was still sexually intimate with him and giving him my body. And then like, you know, it's just like you get my call it intuition. I don't know, like, or the fact that I realized I was still in love with him, even though hooking up with him and everything, I was trying to justify that all of it was okay because he was still in my life. It was all okay. So I could keep doing these things. And he'll choose me eventually. But it didn't play out that way. And he got distant. And then we stopped hanging out. And then there was a weekend where he blew me off. Like four days in a row. And that was like very, very abnormal. We were like people who didn't talk like every minute of a day. But we would start talking morning to night to each other. Literally every day. And all of a sudden you're not talking to me. So at that point, I'm like, okay, he's talking to somebody else. That suspicion is confirmed now. And that was the time that I decided we don't need to talk anymore. I need, to I need time away from you. As I, I told him, I need time for you and I not to talk because 
I'm feeling a lot of emotions right now and you've blown me off all weekend and this is not okay. I'm not okay. I can't keep pretending I'm okay. I'm not okay. Um, and he overreacted to that, of course. <laughs> Made it seem like I was saying, I never want to be your friend again. He's like, you just don't want to create space for my friendship. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I just need some space to heal. That's all. And then a couple of days or a couple, like a maybe a month down the road, like beginning of November, that's when he and I like officially stopped talking because he called me and I was like, like I have something to tell you uh, and you're not going to like it. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, I've been with another woman. And I'm like, I already knew this. Like, thank you for confirming, I guess, my intuition. I was like, why are you telling me this? This is none of my business. He's like, because this is somebody, you were somebody I spent significant amount of time with. And I, moving forward, just needed to get this off my chest. He was saying, like, after after you guys stopping exclusive, he started seeing this other girl, is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, and it's like it happened, you know, like, after we stopped being, this is about October time frame, we were still kind of like, between March and October, that, you know, it's, things were still, we were still hanging out, still doing things with each other, so it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. After I realized I'm, he I'm, he totally downplayed the girl, and then he posted about her on social media literally the next day, and mm. that was just like my sign to be like, nope, you need to cut this off. You can't even be his friend. Like, just stop it right now. <laughs> yeah. Did you appreciate that confirmation and closure though? Yeah. Yes and no. It's like you already like I already knew. Um, I guess if anything, it just made it easier for me to cut it off where it stood. And I was like, I texted him and I was like, you know what? I hope you're not as careless with her heart as you are mine. I wish you both nothing but happiness. Thank you for not choosing me. So I would learn the lesson to never betray myself for half-assed people again. And I blocked him. On everything. I didn't even care about his response. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's a that's a, a powerful lesson. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, just to bring it back, I love how you mentioned where it's like it gave you the, uh, the, you're like, all right, I'm done learning this lesson. <laughs> I have learned it you know, in earth school, like checking, checking the box and moving on. Yeah. So thank you for sharing all of that. And, uh, I'm happy that's all, that's all done. And then, uh, wrapping up or not wrapping up, excuse me, wrapping up that topic. And then just like, um, you know, en ending our conversation on a, on a good note or like a more positive note, yeah. uh, would love to hear now about, yeah, this, this, uh, new client, like, how did just briefly like how did you meet him or her and like how did that transpire did you do something differently or did they kind of uh come out of the blue um no it was um a girl i went to college with it's the girl i went to college with and um uh she has been just resonating with what i've been posting um my business coach has been really big on 
take messy action and I haven't been doing everything perfect that um, she's taught me, but I've been trying to do what I can given the circumstances of, you know, feeling all these strong emotions and trying to be a content creator and try and show up on video and act like you're, you're okay when you're not. All of that's really hard to do while creating a business. And it's like, if you don't do it though, if you don't show up, then things like me getting my first client would have never happened. So um, it just is a matter of like me being authentic through my my content that I create as a and as honest as I can be. And um yeah, I, I it landed me my first client. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And again, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that as soon as the, uh, you know, previous relationship, like officially, officially ended in all ways, mm-hmm. that this client uh, came in shortly thereafter, because it sounds like you didn't necessarily do anything differently. No, I've been just posting like, you... like my, uh, my coach is like very big on like, you know, um, doing lead generation work and like, you know, trying to get your clients and reach out and talk to people. And I have been doing zero of that. I have not been that social just because I just really haven't felt so connected to myself. Like I said, I think a lot of this heartbreak has like drained me of like the light and the connection I had with myself. So now I'm just like slowly getting that back. And I'm like, okay, I'm pouring all this love into me. Like, I get it. I get what you're saying, universe. I'm pouring it into me. I'm pouring it into my business. I'm going to make this happen. And the universe is like, oh, here's a little bit of an award for keeping going even when everything this year has tried to get you to stop. Yeah. Yeah, I I totally agree. It's like, uh, yeah, it's a pretty awesome gift there with that new client. And uh, for the record, you know, I think your content is good and entertaining. Oh. Uh, even though I'm probably not your ideal client, uh, I still think your content <laughs> Thank is good you. for what it's worth. Um, and yeah, it's funny. It's so uh, I think I'll put a bow on this conversation by, by saying one thing that I think is really just like fascinating to me is, you know, like I feel that every aspect of our life is interconnected like we can't just like segment work from personal life for example like there's no such thing like if you are for example you might have like the best friendships the best marriage whatever but if you're miserable at work or your job sucks or whatever like it doesn't matter how strong your like mental compartmentalization is like it's gonna like work misery is gonna seep into everyday life for example definitely and um you know, the uh, third person that I've interviewed for my book is uh, Susie Batiz. Uh, not sure if, if you're familiar with her. She uh, founded Poopery and she's one of like on, she was on like Forbes list for being one of the wealthiest self-made women in America. And she has a ton of like killer just content and lessons on this. And one of the things that she, one of her main things that she talks about uh, is resonance versus dissonance. And so when we're in resonance, uh, like when we interact with 
in her, like she talks about ideas a lot, but let's say it's a person when we're in resonance with a person, when we're on that same kind of like energetic level, we amplify each other Mm. and you feel better with that person. And when you're in dissonance with another person where you're on one like energetic wavelength, right? Mm. I believe we live in, we're energetic beings Mm -hmm. in an energetic universe, right? And when we're on a different wavelength than someone else, those wavelengths are dissonant and we're actually weaker with like both of, let's say two people are in dissonance together. They are both weaker and have less energy than when they are apart. And so, yeah, it just sounds like, you know, of course, like I'm, there's no blame here. Like I think a lot of us can relate to the exact uh, situation you just described. Mm -hmm. And uh, so now that like, you know, it sounded like between, you know, March and April to uh, November or no, no, October, whenever it ended, it was like, it sounded like you were in a state of dissonance and, and your energy was really drained. And it was like leaking into this, uh, you know, disharmonious situation. And now you are really, uh, you've recollected your energy. It's not spilling elsewhere. And now it's, you're resonant with, with your business, both yourself and your business. And, uh, so now it feels like you're really, uh, I don't know, just like you're where I should you're be operating at a higher level. Yeah, no, I'm definitely yeah. vibrating yeah, from, so. or op- yeah, I would definitely say vibrating or operating from a higher energy state. And that's where I want to be. And that's where I need to be. And I'm like, I can feel myself getting back there. I can feel it. It's like all of it's coming back. All of my energy. Mm. And light. That's awesome. Well, Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, love ending on that positive note. And uh, now that you, of course, like, listen, like in my own business experience, like getting the first paid client is, it's hard. It's scary. Like when I got my first paid client back in the day, when I started uh, my web design business, like I quit my job after I got that first paying client. So, you know, like I, I know that feeling of how significant it is because you're like, oh shit. I can actually get paid like on my own. Uh, you know, no one else handed this client to me. Uh, like I get paid for the the service and or product that I offer. And it's not like I had to work for someone else and, and hope that they give me a check or whatever. So uh, I know how big of a milestone that is. So congratulations and uh, really excited to see what continues to happen as you recollect your energy and you're like, all right, I've learned my lesson. I get it. Never doing that shit again. Uh, So yeah, but I really appreciate you joining me on this episode and uh, I hope you found it enjoyable and, and helpful and whatever uh, just to kind of me, hopefully as kind of a a mirror and uh, someone aiding you in self inquiry or whatever. And hopefully the people listening find it valuable as well. Yes, definitely. I thank you for having me. I hope it, I definitely hope that it helps put some hope and light into somebody else's story who may be going through what I went through. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Jared Gold Show. Visit thejaredgoldshow.com to browse all episodes and show notes, as well as to submit feedback or ideas. We'd love to hear from you. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends or take 30 seconds to leave us a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash G-O-L-D.
Every review is a huge help to us and much appreciated. See you next time.